This week, we're going to answer the age-old question. Why are men not going to church? Oh. But before we get there, we're going to see if Aaron can determine if a song is a worship song or a love song. So let's go ahead and jump into that because some of these I think will be entertaining to see the results of. And they'll be up on the screen for you to play along with as well as Aaron tries to figure out everything. So let's go ahead and get started on that. Aaron, are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Is this a worship or a love song? So what's, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to put the lyrics up on the screen for you. And then you have to guess what they are. Isn't it all love? It's not a, not all our traditional love uh, songs, okay? No, I'm just saying all all the songs are love, though. Anyways, it's all just love. Love is all you need, Paul. I'm going to hurt you on some of my levels. So, Yay. you do not have to guess the artist at all. If you want to, you may. I'll only potentially know one of them, most likely, but all right. <laughs> uh, that, but, you, but I don't know what song was, so. You don't. That's what I said. You don't have to guess the artist. You don't even have to guess the song name. You just have to tell me. If you want to, you can. But all you have to do is tell me, is it a worship song or a love song? Yes. Okay? Got it. I honestly forgot how many songs there are. So we'll just go into the end. Ready? Cool. First one up. I was lost in a moment till you caught my eye. Please be a love song. Love song is your answer? It is a worship song. Oh, I don't. Glimmer in the Dust, and this song happens to be by Hillsong. Of course it is. All right. <sighs> this next one you probably know, maybe. I don't know. Love broke through the darkness and lifted me, and I know you'll never let me go. Worship song? Is that your final it's answer? It's going to be a love song, but I'm going to say worship song. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is a worship song. Oh! It's by Hillsong, and it's called Never Let Me Go. Oh. That's not the Never Let Me Go I think of. Well, that's the one. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> you hurt. You head on tight to me. Is it you hang on tight Yeah, to it me? should be you hang on. Tied to me, because nothing's as it seems. I'm spinning out of control. Love song. It is a love song. <laughs> it's by Taylor Swift. The song is called Wonderland. Is that a new? I've probably heard on. I've probably heard that one. <laughs> Maybe. Hmm. All right. The next one. I hear you. I know you're there. Closer now than my skin and bones could dare. A love song? It is a worship song. Oh, Closer no. Than You Know by Hillsong. Uh, stop with the Hillsong. <laughs> you. <laughs> God, I should have been taking a uh, score on this because you haven't, you've been batting about 50-50 so far. Uh, all the Hillsong is is a love, love song writers in the Christian format. Okay. Uh, this one and all of my hopes and all of my words. own words are all over written on the signs, but you're on my road walking me home. 
Is this a worship or a love song, Aaron? Worship song? Don't you dare be a love song. It's a love song. Sort of. God, I'm no. a mess by Ed Sheeran. Got that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything about you, Ed. Sorry. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. You're not, you're not bad not at doing, duo. I'm not doing well with this. But I wonder where, where were you when I was at my worst down on my knees? Love song. But it's going to be a worship song. It is a love song. Oh, yes. Maps by Maroon 5. This was the first song I showed, showed them at the restaurant. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And even then, they were, still, that they were still kind of 50 50 on it, even then. Yeah. Okay. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. It's so cold out here in your wilderness. I want you to be my keeper. Worship song. It's a love song. No! Water Under the Bridge by Adele. Get out of here. It's actually Adele. I don't care. It's Adele. It's my... Adele. <laughs> okay, we're not That's written. what she, apparently she said. So. Okay. This one. This love will see me sore. It's more than enough and I need it because I've never known better and I'll never know better. A worship song. It is a worship song. Yes. Love Enough by Hillsong. <sighs> If I don't put the artist on here on a worship song, it's Hillsong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just FYI. All right, ready? Mm-hmm. Love laid its breath against my chest. My skin was thick, but you breathed down all my walls. Please be a love song. It's a worship song. Get, the, get out of here, Hillsong. I'm sick of you. <laughs> when I Lost My Heart to You by Hillsong. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so let's go back to that one gun. Lovely its breath against my chest. My skin was thick, but you breathed down all my walls. Get out of here. It sounds like erotic fan fiction of some yeah, sort. Yeah, I don't like any of that. <laughs> okay. This one. I'll give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning. That's a love song. Right? No, wait a minute. I swear I've heard that. You probably sing it this morning at church. No. no I'm kidding. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what you sing at church, so that's why I was I don't either. <laughs> um What's your final answer? I feel like I've heard this at work and we don't listen to worship at work. Love song. Okay. Ready? Yeah. It's a love song. Yes! All of I Me by it. John Legend. I freaking knew it. Cool. Yeah, that's why I don't like that song. All right. Ready? Next one. Because you're the flame I can't do without. The fire comes in the sapphire sun. The sun is sapphire? Huh? Worship or love song? <sighs> Mm, the flame I can't do with. A little love song. And it is 
Worship song. Love oh, song. it is a love song. Oh, Make Me by Britney Spears. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I've heard that at work. Probably. All right. Right for the next one? Yeah. Can I feel you in the rain? Abandon all I am to have you. Ooh, worship song. It is a worship song. Yes. Always by Hillsong. Of course. <laughs> You're here. There's nothing I fear. And I know that my heart will go on. I'm thinking of a wrong song, but I'm going to say a love song. It is a love song. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Oh, I was right. I guess I'm, I was trying to like put it into the melody of how I thought I'd hear it, but I couldn't do it. Okay. Wow. Well, I was right, though. Oh, wait. I accidentally had the same one in there twice. Backwards. Oh, oh, you, oh nice. Okay. Probably would have gotten it wrong <laughs> the second time around. Take me as I am. I can't breathe without you as mine. Oh, that's tough. I'm gonna... Jeez, that's a tough one. That can go either way. I mean, it's a little dramatic if it's a love song, but they're all dramatic. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go worship song on this one. You're going to go worship song? Yeah. It is love, love song, My Darling by song. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, good old Miley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> so I turn my head to the north, swallow that pill that they call pride. That old me's dead and gone, but the new me will be all right. Worship song. It is Love Song, what? Dead and Gone by T.I. and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? How's that? I'm going to have to listen to this and see what's, what makes this a love song. Well, I guess never mind. (laughs) I would lay down my life just to be by your side. You are my love, my life, always, forever. Worship again? I don't know. (sighs) It is a worship song. Always Forever by Phil Wickham. He's someone I haven't listened to much. Mm-hmm. There's only. Wait, did we do one of his songs today? I don't know. I don't know either. All right. Right for the next one? Yeah. We're almost done here. Forever in my heart, always on my mind. It's crazy how I think about you all of the time. Oh, please be a love song. It is. It's going to be a worship song. A worship song. Hold Me by Jamie Grace. Of course it's a worship song. You lying, Jamie. Stop lying. All right, ready? Yeah. But my hand was made strong by the hand of the Almighty. If this isn't a worship song, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) It is a... (laughs) I don't even want to look. What? <laughs> Redemption song by Bob Marley. Classified as a love song. Who's the Almighty? I don't know. <laughs> Bob, what were you smoking that day? <laughs> All right, and the last one. Oh my oh my gosh, what? 
When you walk into the room, you know we can't resist. Every bottle of perfume always ends up on the floor in a mess. Worship song. It is a. Yes, you're yes, right. Like that. Oh, that's the John Mark McMillan one. Yep. Mm. The only reason I thought about this is because I was thinking of the um, wasn't wasn't that Mary right? That washed Jesus' feet with her hair and the perfume. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's what I was thinking of as soon as I read those lyrics. I was like, hmm. Hmm. Yes. So that was the song Dress Us Up by John Mark. The first time I read that, I was like, no way. Oh, I'm glad I got that one right. That was the only one I cared about getting right, really. <laughs> so you did, you did about 50-50. Yeah, it was probably roughly 50. That, was, ooh, that felt rough, though. That was rough. That felt very rough. Golly. The Almighty. Who are you talking about? Freaking Bob. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, so that was a total of uh, 40 slides. So, yeah. Jeez. 20 songs. Yep. I well, 19 because one was a double. Yeah. Typed all those up last week. Mm. <laughs> I was like, Aaron, I got a game for you to play. See how you like it. it was, that was a, I'd do that one again. That's... Oh, Hillsong, though. I Wow. There's actually a company. They make slide decks. And this is where I got the idea from it. And they have volumes one through four. Hillsong or Love Song. Oh, my gosh. And there was a video I watched of, uh, of a church's pastoral staff. And they all played Hillsong or Love Song. <laughs> and they got most like not everyone got everything right like there were people who were like oh no that's love song oh it's still song oh that's, that's still song oh it's a love song <laughs> <laughs> so don't feel bad you're in good company that just makes it i mean i don't listen to hillsong much in the first place but it makes me want to listen less yeah but a lot of churches do do hillsong so <laughs> really about what I got to say about Hillsong. Just kidding. <laughs> They've got some good stuff. It's just, I I'm, I guess I've never listened to all of their albums in entirety, so there's a lot of songs I don't know by them, but the only ones I ever hear are the ones done in church. Yeah. So the reason I brought this up and the reason I had Aaron do this, and I, hopefully you at home kept better score than I kept for Aaron because <laughs> I forgot to keep score for Aaron. Um, I'll put up right now what the score that Aaron got actually percentage right in there. So, Aaron. Uh, I'm curious to know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know as I go back and edit through. I'll listen through and <laughs> tell you. But the reason I put that up there is there's a conversation recently I saw online going around about why men are, are leaving the church, essentially, or, or not going to church and that. And one of the comments I read, which was very interesting, was they don't like singing Jesus is my boyfriend music. That's why I, I, I the love song or hill song. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's weird. That's a weird way to, I want to see what, is, I mean, is it from some of those songs or? Well, no. It, so what they were getting at is oh. a lot of the, 
not only the language of the church that's used in church, but also a lot of the, the songs, the worship songs, they're very like love songy. They're very, yeah. That that's why they're going. A lot of guys don't like Jesus is my boyfriend kind of music. <laughs> kind of music. I I mean I get that. Yeah, I definitely get that. There's, I mean, just the yeah, worship music as a whole. It just it seems like it gets so much better. Just it's lacking. Yeah, it's lacking. We got to get back to the roots, man. The nitty gritty. Yeah, and so you know, and that led me down to listen to a few things, and like I was listening to one thing while I was waiting for you this morning. Yeah. Um, it, now again, this is coming from a Catholic perspective, so it was a Catholic talk radio type deal. But okay. they were talking on the subject, so I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. Um, but one of the things that they brought up, a study was that if families, you know, if they go to church, right, uh-huh. if it's just the mothers pushing. And for the church and like the dad's not involved, what percentage of the children stay going to church into adulthood? Mm, I would, I would say pretty low. Give give a number. 17%. You're actually pretty close to the number they gave in the study. Hmm. 14%. Dang. Conversely, if they found that if the dad was the one pushing them to go to church, what's the number of children that stayed going to church according to their study with 40s no higher yes 60s higher 90 i believe it was 96 percent. they said in their That's study super high uh-huh because i man i just assumed well no, wait, I'm sorry. Is that just like boys or is that just children? Children in general. If the, if father, the father sticks around into it. If the father is the one taking them to church and that. Really? Yeah. Wow, I do find that quite shocking. Actually. Yeah, so uh, I was like, wow, that's interesting. Now, again, what their study is and that, I don't know. I They just mm. mentioned and glossed over and went, went forward. But still, that's a pretty that's a, dramatic difference very. in numbers, right? That yeah. you're going through that. And and just as I was going through things, I was pulling up articles. I was getting ready in my normal, traditional way of doing things, right? And I found some interesting pieces of data. For one, uh, some research has found that a, they did a survey of 3,000 single Christians. And it shows that men are more likely to attend, quote unquote, traditional churches, whatever traditional is. They didn't define traditional, okay? Yeah. While women are more t- attracted to lively or family focused churches. Mm. I definitely get the lively part. Do you know? Why do you get the lively part? Because. Of the love song worship music. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyways, continuing on right here, right? Uh-huh. Uh, this is from a website called singlefriendlychurch.com. Now, I'll preface it with this. Singlefriendlychurch.com is focused on people in Europe, in the church, 
and try to make the church in Europe more single friendly. Mm. They're not focusing on Europe on the US, they're focusing on Europe mostly. But th- their data can you know follow along pretty close to US. So I'm not I'm not, you know, cutting them out. I'm just saying when I say some of these things, some of these things are really focused on the European market. But they translate to US as well. But according to them, statistics show that the church is mostly made up of married people, which, yeah, uh, according to them, about 60%. Okay. Okay. Furthermore, research shows that young people are, mo- are most likely to leave the church at around 25 years of age, and it is mostly women who return while single. Huh. Really? Men just say, eh, had enough. Mm -hmm. Maybe the women are just looking, just trying to go find a good Christian guy to come pick them up. Maybe, but that might not be the place to go to, especially if you know, these statistics are what they are. Um, yeah. Well, you're not, it's, it's, but we're not, we're, we're not even getting to the point of why men don't go yet. No, no, I, yeah, I know. I it's, it's just funny because it makes me think of a song where, um, oh, I was, it's like, where did all the, the good, go, like, good boys run off to or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's just like, <laughs> go check out a church, but don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> So there have been books actually written about this. Yeah. About this whole phenomenon of like, why are men not going to church mm-hmm. and that? Um, in the U.S. right now, there's about a 10% population difference between men and women, with women being more than men. In church. In church. But that that's only about 10%. That's not too bad. In Europe, however, when people kind of say Europe is a few years ahead of the U.S., it's upwards around 30% difference. More women than men. Yes. Wow. An interview I was listening to was saying that once a church gets to be about, population-wise, 70 to 80% women, that indicates that that church is going to die soon. In general. Wow. Just because of the fact that, you know, there are certain things, you know, there's certain things that men like to do, certain things that women like to do. and But if you only have women run the show, eventually it's just going to die off. Wow. I mean, yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. All right. Dang. So. Let me guess this. Wow, 70%. 70, yeah, 75 to 80%. Around that mark, if you start seeing a church population being just female, you know that church is headed for disaster and death. It's on the way down. Mm-hmm. So what are the reasons that men commonly give? For not wanting to go to church. Boyfriend music. Well, the boyfriend music is one. Okay. Uh, now, again, I'm pulling this from two different sources, uh, singlefriendlychurch.com, as well as the book, Why Men Hate Going to Church by David Moreau. He actually wrote a whole book about this. Okay. So some of the key points, and they they, they go along with each other from both sides. So that's why I'm, I'm saying, hey, let's look at this here. Number one, feminization of the church. Uh, example, worship is perceived as Jesus is my boyfriend. (laughs) 
That's literally. I'm taking a quote from them. Jesus is my boyfriend songs, which may put off men who are more masculine or driven. Yeah. Which I get it. You know that this. You think the stereotypical manly man. He's never gonna go singing the love songs or whatever to about another guy. But he's Jesus. not just another guy, dude. I, he's not just another guy, dude. Well, the dudes. Talking I, I, I to know, okay. I know, but <laughs> but yeah. you, you have to think the the stereotypical, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Tim Allen. The <laughs> I don't know if Tim Tim Allen would be a good example of that, but sure. No, but he's just like the, always like the man's man, always working hard, working on cars. Yeah, tools. Mm. All right, but not the rib jock. Yeah. Toxic masculinity. Guy. So other reasons that a uh, single-friendly church indicates guys don't go to church. A lack of masculine role models. Mm. It was interesting on this because I was listening. Yeah. Go on. No. So that's a yeah, good indicator on why the church is going to die once it's 70%. 70-80% women because dude's like, I don't want to do with this. Well, I was listening to... Uh, you know, a thing this morning on the way from church to my mom's. Mm. And basically, in, in this, this video is only like four months old. And the guy's like, why are, it, it, it was all around this topic of why are men not going to church? Why are men leaving the church, right? And on this topic of masculine role models and stuff like that, right? He goes, yeah, in the church we have these, uh, I'm paraphr- paraphrasing this guy's uh, video, okay? Because I'm not going to spend 22 minutes rehashing his entire video. But he goes, basically, you have these pacified, sissified guys at church saying, be all lovey dovey da da da. You know, and, and you know, to a guy, especially if they're unchurched and that they're not from the church culture, they're going to see that and be turned off by that completely. But then you have these other guys like, I hate to even use the guy's name, uh, Andrew Tate. And he's like, be the mass, be the alpha. alpha. I'm the alpha. Yeah, the alpha. Be the alpha. Have all the cars, all the girls, have all these children. Be a king and don't raise them. Do this, do that, do that. Yeah, that's one of the things he says is have a bunch oh. of children with a bunch of women and be the king you are and don't raise them. I was like, yeah, that's going to get you in trouble. How's oh. your legal case going, Tate? <laughs> but oh. coming back to that, you know, you have all this thing over here where it's, La, 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 la. Let's, for example, for example. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, you know, I'm, I'm fine with art and that, all that, right? Going back to the Jesus and my boyfriend music stuff <laughs> yeah. in there. It's not so much Jesus and my boyfriend music. It's, I'm not going to use names. Okay. And it's nothing wrong, but it's at the same time, don't want to embarrass them either. Uh, I was a youth group leader at the time. They were an art youth group leader helping out with music. And one of the, instead of one of the times of doing music, they are like, let's go sit in the corners and paint for worship. Do you remember that? Uh, you would have been around that, maybe as a leader type person at that time. I might have been a weird in-betweener. Um, yeah. I know. I definitely remember that I'm not going to say their name right now on, on uh, audio and camera. I, again, nothing wrong with that. Some people connect that way. Some people 
that's great for them and that's how they worship in that and that's fine i know i'm speaking in stereotypical terms so forgive me for that but that's going to be more typically like your your ladies your your females who want to paint to worship in that and do the artsy artsy fartsy let's say you know thing of doing that you know they want to sing jesus is my boyfriend jesus is my boyfriend while they paint <laughs> okay i know i'm going a little over over the top with it you know but you know most stereotypically i'm saying stereotypically most guys don't want to sit there and paint their feelings i could be wrong i mean yeah, no probably not yeah as I said, stereotypically, most guys don't want to do that. Um, the only reason that came to my mind is I was talking with my aunt uh, as she's laying under deathbed. And she's like, take over your mom's basement and turn it into a paint studio and paint your feelings out. I was like, what the heck is this? Where did that come from? <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, I was like, paint your feelings out. It's like, where did this come from? But uh, I digress. Uh, it just made me think of this even, you know, in that regard. And then made me think of that worship night for the youth group where everyone's like go in the corner and paint your worship and i was just like ah okay it's okay to get in touch with your artsy side no it i get it it's fine but most guys are not going to want to do that or they might feel uncomfortable especially if they're a teenage guy they're still trying to wrestle with how to be comfortable with their own selves you know, instead of being the, I have to be the stereotypical jock or whatever in high school. That whole peer pressure thing and mm. all that going on. There's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you enjoy it. And there's nothing wrong with trying new things and new ways to express worship. No. And praise. I mean, yeah, worship is so much more than obviously, yeah, just the praise music stuff. Yep. What was it? I, I saw someone joking one time that they need a a praise roller skater on stage <laughs> to express. So she can do little he or she, sorry, mm-hmm. can do cool like spinnies and hops and. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what, like they have a little at some places the praise dancer on the stage while people sing and worship. So, like, they'll have the praise and worship team over here. And then on the other part of the stage, the praise dancer that's just dancing and waving a flag around or whatever. You know, it, it happens. Yeah. A uh, guy I went to college with, his daughter does that. You know, hey, you know, everyone's different and every church culture is a little bit different. That's, you know. As long as you have the important stuff in there. You know, we're, we're, we're not being like everyone has to go up and, and, and do the dance or whatnot. It's you enjoy it, you enjoy it, you don't. Well, you must raise your hands. They're not saying you must jump and they're not saying you must write the love letter and put it in the mailbox, pretend you're in the notebook with Jesus. That's not what they're saying. No, I don't. I I hope that's a good reference. I don't know. I've never seen the notebook, so (laughs) I just know something with letter and mailbox, and that's all I know because my mom watched that. A couple times. Dude, I saw that in band class. Okay. Yeah, dude. I didn't really watch it, but. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's interesting, a band class movie. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Okay. But. So, 
so yeah, so Jesus is my boyfriend music, fem, feminization of the church, uh, lack of masculine role models, which again, you know, yeah. without it's... that, then people start going to people like Tate and all that. And they're very much not Christian leaders at all. Oh, he, absolutely. You know, man. even like people will go to like Jordan Peterson and that, and Jordan Peterson's still kind of a... He's a smart, super smart dude, but yeah, he's... Yeah, he's not a believer. He or like, I he, I did he, see he something to be. I I do think I remember seeing something pretty pretty weird about it. It's like he does believe in it, but I as far as where he is, yeah, it's it's, it's a weird. It was a weird video I saw. It's a little murky there, and yeah. I'm not going to say he is or isn't. He says he is. That's all I can say on that. Got go ask him. Have a further conversation. With I'll him. send you up to go see him. Oh gosh, he's gonna say one word. My brain's just gonna melt. Get your passport ready. He's up in Canada. Well, yeah, but I can't get my passport. It takes a long time. Fine, we'll get you on a Zoom call with him. Okay. I'll have him use all. That'll make a, a little less less pressure. I'll have him use all of his big fancy words on you. I, I'm just gonna sit. And I would actually pay head. to watch that. Oh my gosh! I'd be like, oh wow, yeah, cool. What do you know? What this is now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, we've gotten to two points of why guys don't go to churches yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Third point: the lack of men with whom to form friendships. Which yeah, I mean, if there's more females in the church, then yeah, you're kind of missing out on the men. Yeah. All right. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, another reason they give was the church encourages passivity, and it's hard to be a quote unquote proper man. Again, you're you're thinking of what a you have to think of proper man in the stereotypical way. The, yeah, exactly. That face pretty much gives gives it. That one, I'm gonna. I'm going to be like, eh, you're not understanding things. But I, I get the first part of it, though, uh, where a lot of people, if, especially if they didn't grow up with the church and they may not know what everything is, they think, oh, it encourages passivity, passivity, passivity. And, and just not taking action, not being the man's man, as, yeah. as you say, right? The next thing, outreach is mainly female friendly, such as family slash toddler groups and social events. More male-focused events such as, and again, this is from England, so take their example with a grain of salt here, uh, as curry nights. <laughs> I was like, as curry, curry nights? It's like, this must be an English thing over in England. Uh, but go. more male-focused events such as curry nights and men's breakfast are not always seen as helpful or possibly boring. Other reasons I gave, according to the book, Why Men Hate Going to Church... Services require long attention spans of a particular kind, which are unsuited to men. That's that's a that's a big problem. If we can't pay attention for a sermon, mm-hmm. that's not okay. So you, not that long. So you get done singing "Jesus is my boyfriend," my boy, yeah. and then you go, "I can't now pay attention to a sermon." My mind. I mean, I guess granted, there's days where I have where my brain's just like, oh. Running around, but 
I mean, for the most part, it's not that hard to sit and pay attention. It's a rare thing, I suppose. For, well, surprisingly, somehow. Mm-hmm. For even for me. But oh, I know I've I've definitely seen times when you are, you know, because I'll be in like in the row behind you. It's because I'm on my Bible app. Oh no, I'm not saying on your phone. Like I'll see like the Snapchat. This was a while ago, so I'm not saying recent. Or like Snapchat but or whatever on pop my up. Phone. Oh, Snapchat. What else is Snapchat on? I didn't say the Bible app, the Snapchat. Like during the sermon, you pull up Snapchat real quick. <laughs> oh no! Oh okay. I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Like I, I never said, get. But to, I don't ever get distracted like that. Never. No. I'm the same way too. Don't I? There definitely been times where I'm like do 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 do. Oh wait, what sermon? <laughs> what are you talking about over there? Hmm? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I. Gosh, well, no, it had to have been a long time ago then, at least for Snapchat, because I just turned on my notifications again for Snapchat. Yeah, like I said, it's been a while, but yeah, yeah I definitely, I remember seeing That's, it, and I was like, really? Dude, it's annoying when notifications pop up, and then you're just like, oh. oh. You know, you could turn on, no, what do they say? You can turn it on so it doesn't give you notifications between church hours, and then you could have it automatically turn off again when church is over, like let's say at 1 p.m., Unless they're urgent notifications, like well, right, like no, like urgent notifications, like your mom or something like that yeah. calling, and that would still get through, yeah. and then everything else would just be blocked until then. How do you do that? I can show you later. Okay, because it's I, man, I had my first like butt dial of the emergency number. Thankfully, not during church. I was at church. But I was like, I've never had that happen before, but it's just like a loud siren going off, and that was terrifying. So, I mean, oh, be... it wasn't the emergency number, it was just the siren. Well, it was counting down to, Are you sure you want to make oh, this call? That, and it was just doing this, like, like yeah, super loud sireny sound. And I was just like, This has never happened before. So yeah, I'll, I'll... that's that's not a butt dial, that's uh, pressing the power button multiple times in a row. No, yes, huh. what that's a setting on this, that's that... that's a feature of the Samsung phone. If you press a button too many times in a row, it will do that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, hot potatoes in my pocket. I, I hate technology once again. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> what that is is designed for, let's say, you're walking down the street and someone's following you, and you don't want to make it obvious that you're dialing. You could just rapidly press that. But then when the siren goes off, it's kind of obvious then. But if you have your volume off and, you're, and uh, <sighs> something else off, it won't make the siren, and then it'll just dial out. Oh, good job. My goodness. Gosh, I was like, I was like, there's no way. That was a good scare. What the heck? <laughs> the expression on your face said it perfectly. <laughs> no. Golly. All right. Um, the next thing that they said is that many fe- men fear that they need to give up their masculinity, both as a man and as a provider. To be in church? Yep. That's so funny because that's not what, that's not biblical. 
it, this is going back to that whole concept of the passivity. Yeah. Yeah. That that's why. Right. That so those are just but these are like surveys that went out and these are the reasons that men gave on why they either don't like going to church or why they stop going to church or what stops them from going to church, period, and all that. Not just like, wow, okay. It's like that's <sighs> that's interesting on that regard on these things. And so at my church I go to, I'm I'm now going to the men's ironically enough, the men's breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's interesting because they when I was there, they actually they were making fun of it in a way, but they were talking they were also being serious. They're talking about it. they're like, we don't want this to be a men's group where we just get together, go shoot a gun and go yeah. bowling and go hunting and go fishing and that's it. Do the manly stuff. He's like, we might do some of that. He's like, but that's not what we want this to be. Mm. Um, and I forget this study, but they, they cited a study that said that they found that in churches where the men's ministry was thriving, the women's ministry was even better. Like it was even more effective. And as a result, they haven't even started up the women's ministry at our church yet because they want to get the men's ministry up and running fully with the thought that thou help the woman's ministry be better. Even wow. the the joke he gave was, and he, get, he even said it this morning in the sermon today. He's like, a woman could sneeze, and you'll have thirty other women there with Bible study Bibles open and study books open, ready to do a study together. <laughs> that sounds sounds accurate. <laughs> he's like, it's like women's ministries are easy. You just have a woman sneeze, and there you got thirty. You got a woman's <laughs> ministry. There you go. Congratulations. We're all getting together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's tough to get dudes together. Exactly. And so one of the things that they're doing at our church to kind of, well, a couple things. Um, and I have a question for you when I get to it. Uh, I'll let you know what the question is. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time. So let's see if you can guess this right or, or not. Nope. All right. So... <laughs> No confidence. <laughs> no confidence. <laughs> so what they're doing is, like they said, they don't want to be just that, right? But at the same time, they also don't want to be just men's breakfast once a month mm-hmm. with eggs and bacon. Because you either have... Because men's ministries seem to be one extreme or the other. One extreme being, we just get there, get there for breakfast once a month. We talk a little bit. Bye. Okay, that was men's ministry. The other extreme is, like he was joking around, okay, we're all going to meet at the range, and that's men's ministry. <laughs> okay? Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with going no. to the range uh, in all that regard. I would enjoy that immensely. I would have a good time. Although I'm not going to have a fun time learning to try to shoot with my offhand. Uh, you mean the hand that should be dominant? No, I'm right hand dominant. I am not left hand dominant. It's not done at all. But your left eye dominant. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, going on, you know, so he's like, and he goes, and I understand, and this is the pastor talking, right? He goes, I understand also that as men, you don't want to sit in a circle and go, what are your feelings? Hash <laughs> all that out. Heck yeah. yeah. He goes, that, he goes, I also understand that. And he goes, we're going to try to find out like a happy medium between the two. Oh, I know one. What's that? Uh, axe throwing. 
<laughs> a happy medium between the range and the breakfast. So yeah. <laughs> kind of what we're doing is we're doing the breakfast thing, right? Yeah. But at the same time, what they're going to start doing is like a, like a men's discipleship type deal. Thing. Oh, cool. Older men, you know, discipling younger men in that. And so they've sent around a piece of paper, uh, two pieces of paper, actually. You sign up on one if you're interested in being a mentor or one if you're interested in being a mentee. He's like, I hate that word, but it's the proper terminology. And, you know, you sent it around everyone, blah, 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 you sign up. So which one do you think I signed up for? Mentee. You'd be right. Ha ha. I'm a genius. I don't know if you're a genius, but you're all right. <laughs> you know what I think of whenever I hear you say yeah. the word genius? <laughs> that gift thing, or not gift them. Future the, Paul, put yeah. it up on the screen right here. Okay. That's what I think of when I hear Aaron say genius. It's not an insult towards Aaron. It's just, no, it's just what I think of. Uh, but the reason I, I chose that is... I mean, we all need somebody speaking into our life pretty much no matter the age, really. Right. And that's Until the thing. Too old. Then it's like, well... Well, and, and, that, and that's why I chose that because I was like, I don't really have anyone mm. that does that. Oh, then yeah, it's very important to have. So I was like, you're not, you're not that old yet, buddy. I was like, <laughs> I got you and sometimes Josh that I try to speak into, but yeah. I don't have anyone to me. So I was like, you know what? Even though they had to like, you put on, uh, on the sheet, like how many years you've been a Christian. Okay. On the mentee list. I was definitely the longest, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to make you feel good. <laughs> But at the same time, I was like, this is why. Uh, I I haven't told them why yet, but for me, when I signed up, when I chose the what list, I was like, this is why I'm picking this list. I was like, this is where I'm at. This is what I know. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. And if that's something that they're going to go, oh, you should be, like, I guess I'm not embarrassed I put my name on that list because I can be honest on this thing. And I think that might help out that might be a might be a good balance on the men's ministry because it's not going to be just the breakfast. It's not going to be just the ranges. There's going to be that one-on-one thing as well in there. And it's not going to be Jesus is my boyfriend type thing. It's, hey, you're being held accountable. That You're being told where, how to grow better and things like that. And I think that's, that's fine. That's very important. Because that's not Jesus is my boyfriend stuff. That's because oh. you look at like, coaching and and all that in the business world guys flock towards that and mm-hmm. that's essentially what this is yeah yeah the whole that's an insult to jesus <laughs> as far as he's my boyfriend i know but it's just a, a very entertaining phrase though i read it the first time i yeah. was like i was like in light okay and i understand in light of the May conversation, how that could be taken oh, back. Dude, Not in that regard. I didn't so. even put that together. <laughs> I know. Dang. <laughs> but not not in that regard. But I, it, like I said, I understand that regard. But that's how you think of the traditionally masculine guy. Right. And they're singing this love song. And, you know, people are like, hey, let's go back to like these hymns, you know, where, you know, we're talking about battling and you're talking about fortresses and all this. I'm like, okay, yes, but here's the deal. 
We can't just take the pendulum and swing it all the way to the other side. Oh, but we can. Because guess what we're going to do when we do that? We're going to lose the women. Now they'll learn to love it. So we got to have kind of that nice balance between that serves both genders. Just both. <laughs> we need all of them both. <laughs> two. <laughs> the number is two. No, the number is two. <laughs> um, I it's is. Do you think that'd really make that big of a difference for the women if we went to a lot more just hymnal stuff? Like, are the women that like oh, against well, him? I, I don't think they're stuff? against him, but if it becomes like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm I, I know I'm going like extreme here but if oh, all okay. becomes like you know everything is war everything is battle everything's this yeah. okay if it, if it becomes okay. that then it's yes oh yeah as far as like teaching goes and stuff like that everything too. yeah no absolutely Th- then you're gonna lose it but then what happened to the women back in the day when it was just that to be honest a lot back in the day a lot of things were different for women and culture and society as a whole yeah, but I'm talking about for the Christian women. Yeah. You know what? I don't have a time machine. I can't tell you. Because if they can still come around and do it, then by golly, we can do it. Okay, you sound like a southern preacher now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's good to have the have the new stuff, though. That was That was one thing. So side thing I was at a funeral on Friday and uh, we sang a few hymns as a congregation mm-hmm. man some of like the words in those old hymns are so much better mm. than the songs we have today so much better than Hillsong uh huh it's not the yeah. It's not. Not it's not a. I was lost in a moment till you yeah, caught my eye. Yeah, it was just more focused on how great God is, and it's not just all this. Gosh, I feel like a boomer now. I feel like my parents. It's not just me, 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 me. It's actually focused on God, not just how he makes me feel or how what I'm doing for him to make him, you know. Right. <sighs> I wonder we can take those songs and then put it in the CCM platform and, you know, all the, I don't know, church-going gals that love the worship music as it is now will love the hymns in the new version. Because I think that's also just, well, I don't know. I guess I've never asked women that question. But it's like, is it the music in and of itself, or is it the lyrics? I mean, it's probably very much part of both. But it just seems like that genre of the CCM stuff is what really resonates with them. And then, like, for some guys, it's like, man, the music's just so boring. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Which... I fall into that category, but hey, man, if I have to play it, I'll play it. 
it's more important to do the worship stuff than whine about what you're doing. Yeah, but can you see then from oh, absolutely. The, the tender's perspective? Mm-hmm. Especially if they're maybe not a guy who is all in touch with their emotions, let's say. Yeah, they're soft side. They're not in touch with that. They're, you know, they're, they're the oil driller. They're the yeah. farmer. They're the guy that's like, why am I singing this love song to another guy? <laughs> in seriousness. But you, but don't you love him? You know, and another phrase, you know, that I heard from another conversation was, you know, the old, the old way you used to say it is like when you follow Jesus, it was like, um, like you were following him. It was a path. It was a walk. It was yeah. this, right? What's the modern way of saying things now? It's a relationship with Jesus. Uh, yeah. That, you know, back then at least yeah. it was walking with Jesus, uh, following Jesus. Now That's it's, what's your relationship with him? He has a my purity ring? I don't know. <laughs> hey, now, I used to have one of those. <laughs> I'm learning all sorts of new things. <laughs> Wait, did I really never tell you that before? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got made fun, fun of that big time. Gosh. Yeah, no, that was in like... Seventh grade? It was... It was near the end of my time at RCS. Okay. But like, yeah, I remember getting crap for that from everybody. And the principal that was like, he was like substituting. He's like, that's okay. It's like, guys can wear those too. That's not a bad thing to do. So it's more common for women, but <laughs> I'm just I'm, like. Mm. I'm going to call it now. No. A future trend. Oh, no. What, guys getting purity rings? No, 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 oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. Guys getting, um, so, you know, when you get married, right? Yeah. You get your wedding ring on, yeah. on your, well, it's your right hand, I believe, right? Yeah. No, left. Left. Okay. Whatever yeah. hand it is. I, you can tell I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't been married. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the left though. Okay. So whatever one you get married, you, you know, you mm. get your wedding ring on, right? As a guy. Yeah. I'm calling it now a future trend in the church. You're going to get a wedding ring on your opposite hand that you would get for your well, see, spouse. That's what I th- wait, wait, hold up. Wait, what? Say that again. So, so, you know, you get your, wed- let's say it is a left hand, right? You get your yes. wedding ring ring on your left hand for yeah. you between you and your spouse. Yeah. The future trend will be a wedding ring then on the opposite hand for you and Jesus. Calling it now. Calling it now. I mean, 10 I'm years time. Me. It'll be a, it'll be a fad between now and 10 years from now. <laughs> I'm calling it. I swear my phone's li- listening to us. I just said, what hand do you? And then it finishes the where your wedding ring. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, it's left hand. Okay. So then on the right hand, because you would get another wedding ring, but that'd be between you and God. You're married to God. I thought that's what you had to, that's what you wore your purity ring on was your right would have been like the ring, your ring finger, but on your right hand. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't Where know did you wear it? I don't remember. It didn't last long. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, I, I'm not making fun of you for that. I just, where did you wear that? I think, I thought it was the right hand. 
Okay. Um, let me see if it says but that's because be- it's not because yeah, it's not supposed to be in your wedding finger. Uh, what do you wear your purity ring on? Oh, left. Wait, left. Oh, you are still wearing on your left ring, much finger. like a wedding ring. Yeah. Oh. That's why it can be confused for a wedding ring. Oh. So. I thought, all right, interesting. That's what I said. Give it 10 years time. We'll look back and see if there was ever a trend where people were on the right. <laughs> I'm married to my wife and also <laughs> in a committed relationship to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to, oh, I'm going to vomit if that happens. I Because. I mean, I can, I, I can, I can see that. I definitely can. It's just gonna be another way to Christian culture stand is out. Christian yeah. culture is weird sometimes, where we take something and just have to. If you're bold for Jesus, you'll do this. Okay. Okay. You know what? Don't what? <laughs> what? At Life Fest, if they put, no. if they put the tw- the tweets on the wall again, don't you dare! I will. <laughs> don't you dare! <laughs> oh no! Hashtag married to Jesus. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Get it, get it started at a music festival and just let spread and from gosh, there. Gosh. Just let spread from there. If I, I know it may, sounds like I'm making fun of this, but I am not. Um, we we do weird things in the Christian culture. I say I, I can't say that wouldn't happen. I could, I can definitely, yeah, believe that happening. Do you want to see how to turn more men off from the church? Do something like that. Yeah, way to go, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Look what you did. Yeah. I'll be the Dylan Mulvaney of churches. Oh, no. Except I won't be trans or anything like that. Well, <laughs> you can be the... <gasps> oh, no. But... I was just trying to think of, like, what church you could be the face for. <laughs> but I don't know. I got nothing on the mind. Southeast right churches. Southeast be Hillsong church. church. You can be the new representative of Hillsong in New York or something. But no, I'm just making fun that because, you know, what happened, like the Budweiser sales and Bud Light sales just all went. Yeah, went straight down. (laughs) Seeing that, I saw a video of a a Bud Light um, stand at a baseball, uh, like, stadium. Yeah, no one. Nobody. (laughs) I was like, dang. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to why guys uh, don't (laughs) like to stay at the church here. And this is from the book of Why Men Hate Going to Church by David Murrow. He says, men seem to find singleness more difficult than women overall. They are more likely to think their life is on hold. and They won't be happy until they get married. Singleness also negatively impacts man's faith more than women. In fact, women are more likely to say the, that being single is positive for their faith. Why? Well, there's a there's actually a podcast out there uh, called Thriving in Singleness. I don't know if you've ever listened to it or not. 
didn't even listen to the episode I was on. Naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Um, but literally they go through and they talk about this sort of thing and how when you, when you listen to the stories, a lot of guys are like, F, when you know, especially, it's funny because they have a lot of younger guys on there. I'm like, oh, you got a lot of time on your hands still. It's okay. <laughs> this is what all y'all old people say. Oh, you're so young. You got so much time yet. Yeah, until I don't. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but listening to a lot of the guys on there are like, man, I thought my life was over because I was single. I thought something was wrong with me. I, I didn't think I could move on. Da, da. And then, you know, it, it's just like. But, but, but a lot of them mm-hmm. then came around to the point of, well, no, this doesn't have to put my life on hold. I can be. Hence, right. hence why the podcast is called Thriving in Singleness. Yeah. Um, it, it can be successful in singleness and that. And that, that's definitely the point. And that, but that is kind of this. And I thought that was interesting that that thought, that quote, that comment that he made that men seem to see their life is on hold and they won't be happy until they get married. Mm. I was like, really? That's so, that's so bizarre to me. I was like, because I look at a bunch of single guys, late 20s, maybe early 30s, and all I see them doing is going out to the bars all the time, getting drunk, sleeping around, all that. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, yeah, they're looking for something to complete them still. Yeah. Now, I, I guess I can, well, no, that's just men. Men, men. What? I guess I'm thinking as far as like for like Christian men. Hopefully they're not out doing that. Granted, yes, mistakes happen. They yeah, mistakes get, do happen. They can get in bad seasons. Or just it, a bad situation, be at the right. wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. But I'm just thinking I that does surprise me. Like I that men would have that mindset as far as like Having like the singleness just destroy them like that. I guess like, I just I I guess I always thought or like would imagine that being more of like a female thing. But I, I guess the question comes down to is what does a man see as success for himself? What's your definition of success? Right. A lot of the time, what do guys see as success? They see it as the job promotion, the high paying job, yeah, being rich. But they also see, but the other flip side of it is a lot of men will see it as having the kids, having the family, supporting the family. I get from a. Not even just from a Christian perspective, just in general. And so if they have the job, they have the money, they're rich, they're getting rich. That I see. Okay. And there, there are some guys who's that's their only definition, right? It's just that. Well, but, but there's when, a lot of them that also include that family side too. So if they have the job, they have the money, they have the rich, but they don't have the family, they might not see themselves as successful and they might feel like part of their life is on pause until they can get to the family part. Hmm. <sighs> now. I would imagine most guys would be... With their body count, <laughs> getting excited about that more so than family stuff, at least nowadays. I don't know. There, there seems to be this weird trend recently where, like, guys who hear of a high body count, like, nope, I'm out. 
Well, for themselves, I'm saying. Oh, for themselves, a high bike. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's kind of like how Andrew Tate promotes it and everything. Too. Right. These men, the manosphere gurus that. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah, they themselves are good with sleeping around with the women because they're all so desirable. But, but the, women, uh, the women can't sleep around, which always makes me think, I was like, wait, then how are you going to be able to sleep with the women if the women can't sleep around? But yeah, that, that's that logic. Would, that know. would require Andrew Tate to use more than one brain cell. He don't do that. No, he calls himself a genius, part of Mensa and all that. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. Continue on, liar. Yeah. But, yeah. Because it doesn't seem like people really want families anymore either. Well, I mean, if you look at what's happening with the declining kids, but, or. Well, they don't want families. They just don't want kids. And why I say family is spouse. Or spouses, depending on the. Yeah things yeah definitely have moved into a very me 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 just farther and farther in our i guess in culture i mean it's just been a slow thing gradual thing where it just gets worse and worse and worse yeah that's all it is uh yeah how exciting yeah exciting (laughs) right i love it it's all right yeah being single is pretty great you know, I, I used to not enjoy it, but now I'm fine with it. I'm good it's with like it. It's like I do and I don't. Oh, no. I'm going to start saying that. No. What? I do. I love it. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I ever want now. You can say I do and you do and you don't. No, I don't. I just look at a couple friends' marriages, and that's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. This is not what I want. <laughs> okay, it's not about what I want. Mm. Yep, Aaron and his five kids with his wife. Oh gosh, that's that's five too many. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> you know, I just had um, a guy I went to school with. Um, he had three kids. Mm-hmm. Fourth is on the way. Oh wow! Due in October. Jeez. I trained this guy like he was one of my student workers while I worked there. Mm-hmm. I saw on his on his Facebook page yesterday he passed away in his sleep overnight. What? On so Friday night into Saturday. Like his wife said, you know, they woke up in the middle of the night, you know, to take care of one of the kids. Uh, you know, she's like, I dropped my glasses. He reached down, picked them up, put on Gilmore girls for me to fall back asleep to. That was like at just, 1 a.m. or something like that. And like 7 a.m. She woke up and he was not breathing and dead. What? Yeah. Oh. Man, that's tragic. I think he was like 35. Wow. That's freaky. Hmm. I remember him. Nothing more he looked forward to in life than getting a family and having kids. Mm. The fourth one will be born not even knowing. Not even knowing. Yeah. No. Yeah, if it's not due till October. Yeah. It'd be his third daughter. He had one son and that'd be his third daughter. Was the son the oldest? Yes. 
Aww. But there are definitely guys out I bring that up because there are definitely guys out there who definitely want yes. to be dads. And That's then you're funny. over here going, no. Yeah. No, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> at, at a celebration yesterday, a grad party type thing for a friend, I ended up hanging out with their with their uncle's kid. Who? Your age? No. No. Oh, okay. Like 10. <laughs> 10 oh. years old. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, never nephew's mind. Nephew's age. <laughs> never mind. Yeah, it's funny because, like, everybody else was just kind of hanging out. And, like, the last time I had seen this kid, he was, man, he was still just, like, chewing on stuff. Like, he chewed on my snare drum practice pad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anywho, so it's been a long time. And, like, <laughs> we both... Just got like our attention span went right to like this like bird's nest up in the like kind of just like tucked on up on um I don't know some two by two by whatever board of wood yeah and so like that became our like TV for the time being while we're waiting for pizza to get delivered so we were like so just like dead set watching that and then we ended up playing some bags and then we we're playing bocce ball near the end but i was just like hey, it's kind of fun it's a little more fun than i ever have with my nephews because we don't go out and actually play games they just want to play Fortnite, and i'm like Ugh. <laughs> so there afterwards it was my friend's uncle's like thanks for like putting up with them all day i was like no this is actually a lot of fun playing like games and moving around and doing stuff so i was like yeah i can have fun with the kids every now and then Granted, he was that kid. He was ten, but yeah. So you're you're back on the kids and family train. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Aaron just goes from one to another, right, right here, right here. See, that's the thing. I'll I'll go back and forth for so long. It's gonna be too too late by the time if I ever want to do it again. You can adopt. No, I mean, yeah, I can do that, but. You can even adopt older kids. Oh, then I don't have to like worry about all the. Yeah. Because actually, but then there could be so much other things that I have to worry about. Yeah, but I mean, but older kids want if they're still in the system to be adopted. They're, yeah, they're they're less likely to be adopted than others. Yeah. Because people just like okay, this is gonna sound horrible. Uh, just like dogs, dogs. Uh, people don't want older dogs. People don't want older kids. Yeah, I mean, I definitely get the older dog thing because depending on how old the dog is, you might not have them for that long. Well, even like my dog, she was three. Mm-hmm. People were overlooking her because she was already not a puppy; she was an adult. Hmm. So I was just like, all right. Great to know. Yeah. Anyways. Hmm. Yeah. So just a couple more pieces of data here um, and quotes and ideas. Uh, this one's from Single Friendly Church as well. This was a quote that I read that was interesting, stuck out. Personally, I haven't seen this, but I can believe it. Hmm. It says, sadly, a man who tries to bring adventure, challenge, and risk into his congregation is more likely to receive a rebuke than a pat on the back. I could see that happening. 
People mm. like it safe. People like the lovey doveys. People like the Jesus the is my boyfriend music. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm going to try and introduce metal to our congregation now. Yeah, good luck. I don't think we, it's talking about that. No, but. I know. I know. Nor do we, I doubt we would have the musicians to play that too. So, yep. Especially not vocals. <laughs> so, and this is where I, I still get a little confused because some studies say 10%, some studies say this. So, remember mm. how I said 10% more women than men, right? Mm-hmm. Another study I have here, though, says that that estimates the gender gap in America at 61% women versus 39% men. That means that every Sunday there are millions more women attending churches than men. Whoa. Which is a lot more dramatic than the 10% that I talked about earlier from the other uh, article, not the article, the video and podcast I was listening to. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. And this is from David Murrow. He says, I've been in the TV and video production industry for over 30 years. Okay. In my business, you learn that everything has a target audience. ESPN has a different target audience than the Oxygen Channel. Yes. And he's talking about that in context of who is the target audience of the church right now. And And he goes, if I look at it, it's women. It's the very dainty, the feminine, the let's introspect our feelings and all this stuff, right? Get connected with their inner selves. It's stuff that men don't normally attach onto. But like I said, on the flip side, I don't think we need to swing the pendulum so far over that it's, okay, shooting range is now church. Yeah, it can be. I didn't say it's not fun in that, but I don't think we need to make that a church service. (laughs) Oh, we, well, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Don't make the shooting range like the church service. Don't go so far over. We need to find that happy balance in the medium, in the median, uh, <sighs> in between there. Wow. Pulling a Biden. So we, we need to have a church service where, you know, when, when the pastor says something that's just like, just like on the spot, like boom, hits it. We need to have like, like, somehow like targets that people can just in the congregation just bah, shoot an agreement because they're just like amen yeah bang yeah woo shoot what targets just was uh, I don't know a safe target to shoot a shape as with safe. what whatever you carry I don't care <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I trust everyone in the congregation <laughs> So I'm going to pass. On I'm that just trying sentence. to, I'm trying to combine the shooting range and a church together. Oh my goodness. Okay? <laughs> Cause that sounds awesome. <laughs> Anyways. So what I was getting yes. at is I think we need to, as a, a couple things happen, need to happen. A, the church culture as a whole, maybe needs to change a little bit. Um, like going back to my favorite phrase out of this, Jesus, little less Jesus is my boyfriend music. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But at the Get same time, I think in Western culture, society as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are very much that stoic, individualistic thing, right? You know, I, to be honest, like most guys in America, 
in America and like Western cult- culture as a whole, it's a little bit different in some European countries. But most guys in general, you know, they don't say things like I love you. They don't say things like they don't hug each other. They don't, you know, do all these things that people go, oh, you're an effeminate man or whatever. You know, that's a very, that's not, that scene is very, you don't do that sort of deal. And I think as a whole, our culture in the Western world needs to change a little bit in that regard as well. Because I think it's the clashing of that culture, that stoic, individualistic, macho culture versus Jesus is my boyfriend music. And they're colliding and clashing. And you have two separate cultures all together. Guys that grew up in the church, you know, they grew up in the church, might understand the Jesus is my boyfriend music a little bit more in that and tolerate better. But let's say, okay, Aaron. Let's say you've been a metalhead all your life, right? Yeah. Let's say you grew up without Christian parents. And maybe at 30, you step foot in the church for the first time. If all of a sudden you're hearing lyrics, <laughs> I was lost in a moment till you caught my eye. <laughs> you might not respond the, the most no, positive to that. No. But because you grew up in that, it, you're a little more okay with it. And we have the, those two clashing of the cultures. And yeah. I think it's going to require a little bit of compromise on both sides. Both sides. Well, you can't have compromise on one side. You have to have compromise on both sides. No, Otherwise, you can comp- just compromise on one side. It's fine. I'm just kidding. So. <laughs> Makes for issues later, but I mean. You can yeah, do it. <laughs> a lot of issues later. But I mean, th- yeah. when, when you go through that, it's just like, man, that's. That's not good the, the way we're going. Cause no. Well, there's. A, uh, I mean, that gets into other stuff of as far as culture goes, where it's like, I mean, men are just afraid to be men, too. Go on. Huh? Go on. Well, what it's, do you it's, mean by that? Well, as far as always being like talked down to about, like, for as when it gets into the whole toxic masculinity stuff and. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> happy wife, happy life. If you have one, um, it, uh, yeah, I don't know, there just seems like there is a lot of where it's like all oh, with mansplaining and mm. just if a man ever tries to step up, it's automatically seen as like, oh, you're just trying to like, I don't. Know. <sighs> That's the thing. It's like I mean, men are supposed to be leaders. But now it's like it's we've been they've been yelled at and told not to for so long and to let women step up and take charge and whatnot, which I mean it's nothing wrong with women like obviously doing stuff or running things. Mm-hmm. But it's gotten to the point where yeah, it's just like, oh now men just don't want to lead anymore and are afraid to to some degree, probably afraid to like step up and try and take charge and take lead on stuff in fear of getting a lot of blowback or whatnot. But then at the same time, I mean, I guess you would think hopefully as like, as a Christian man, I mean, you'd be doing, going about it in the right way. But I mean, I suppose you can still experience plenty of backlash from people regardless in the church. Cause obviously the church ain't perfect. (sighs) 
But yeah, we've definitely lost the uh, whole men leadership status too, to some degree. Even though we got a man running the running the country, though, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not much. But <laughs> sorry, Biden, <laughs> a little past your past your prime. So yeah, if you want to read more on this, I'd recommend going to singlefriendlychurch.com because mm-hmm. uh, they talk about some of this and some of it is interesting. You know, the guy reads it um, or not reads, but you know, talks to people who maybe are recent converts, Christianity and that, right? Uh, And like this, he says, a male friend who is a new Christian told me he thinks men are more independent and less willing to humble themselves and depend on God. So there Mm. may be aspects of men's cultures that also play a part. Remember when I said Western culture as a whole needs to kind of compromise a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And the church isn't solely to blame for repelling them. So even, you know, even there, they're coming up with that kind of that, Mm -hmm. that thing. Um, for some reason, men are not coming to church as willingly as women. We need to start discussing the issue in our church councils and home groups. Consider how we can help ma- more men to know the gospel. Okay. One thing that they did point out that's interesting about this, um, differing views about sex mm-hmm. in their research, it says our research found that Christian women are more likely than Christian men. And this is what I found interesting to believe that sex before marriage is wrong. Wait. Um, women are more likely. Oh, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I guess I understand. Uh, men, why? What makes you think that sex before marriage is okay? Yeah, and they go on uh, to talk about this. However, men are almost twice as likely to report feeling guilty about their sexual behavior and say they struggle with their thoughts and feelings about sex. Churches mm-hmm. often teach that there should be no sex outside of marriage, but are they giving members the teaching and support to achieve this? If the church is holding people to a particular standard without equipping single members to follow through with this, it is like it is likely to simply increase guilt and condemnation and push people away from church. Pastors need to back up their principles of practical teaching and support. I wish they would go on and get more things there, but they don't. But, yeah. But that being said, they also have a whole page on, hey, you know, what could we do to attract and keep men in the church? Some of these I like, some of these I don't. You let me know, Aaron, which ones you like. <laughs> okay? okay? Number one, under willingness to accept risk and disorder, open debate. So you can have open debate during the church service. Not all the time, but every once in a while. You know, maybe have like a question and answer time and then have debate going back and forth in the question and answer. Huh. Okay. that That's one. I don't know. I thought that would be more so like after churchy stuff. Yeah, it could be right in the middle. It could be after church. It could be however you set it up. Well, I'm just thinking like when you... I mean, yeah, you listen to a message and whatnot, but then figured then at some point afterwards you just no, talk it, about it. It might be. It might be. It, it doesn't necessarily say it has okay. to be in the middle of. Okay. So that's disrupting. Yeah. Well. It's and under, then you don't get the full point of everything. It's under accepting risk and disorder. Yeah. Uh, creative movement. This one I was like, no. Um, <laughs> it's. It, I'll read what he said. He said, a church he attended was rather chaotic. On a number of occasions when I arrived, the vicar 
So remember, this is over in England, so Church of England more likely. Asked me to lead a procession. Where from and to, I asked. You decide. Was it for? I responded. Oh, movement. Who will join the procession? Whoever. On the spur of the moment, I'd have to invent a procession, give people all their seeds, including some activities such as responsial singing or placing objects, and link it to the theme of the service, for which I hastily grabbed a service sheet. And it all needed to be sorted in one minute. There'd be management, of course, and it was fun. You know. <laughs> I don't think I would do that one. I say it's good to have some order and structure. Uh, using Twitter to ask questions. Uh, so you can use a live Twitter feed in a workshop or whatever to have questions being asked. Might be a little less destructive than and people can ask their questions in the middle of a sermon and then you can answer them afterwards. Okay. Interesting. Opportunities for fun and adventure of faith, they say. Shared activities, you know. Um, and then this one he gives as an example. Uh, pairs or trios of men went on to local council estates and offered to pray with teenagers they met, mostly gang members. Okay. Ooh. Uh, buddying. Uh, and this is what he says. Men tend to form friendships with one or two other men first, and then these coalesce into larger groups. You can see this most clearly at football matches, match buddies form, building up to larger groups and whole fan groups. Um, CVM, which is a thing he talks about, uh, which is the Christian vision for men, has developed this idea and finds it really works to gain new converts and keep them attending. Can you consider ways of introducing men to each other? That also might help, especially like if someone's an introvert, because introverts hate big groups at first. And that old... uh, I don't know if it's old, but that phrase "adopted introvert." That's what you're doing here. Mm, just throw him into the deep end, man. <laughs> uh, saying yes with a mentor. A mentor can help guide men into adventure and fun, and can be really helpful. You know, that's what we're doing mm-hmm. at, at at the church I'm going to. Uh, they, and of course, he has to put it out here. Supporting the organization Christian Vision for Men. Uh, that's just because it's oh. part of it. Um, they're looking for charity stuff, but there might be stuff in there, right? Doing, not being. Give challenges and tasks. Many men feel most at home when they're taking on a project. Not all men, but many men. Yeah. So, you know, in other words, get a group get of that. get a group of guys together and tell them, hey, here's your project. Go go work on it. Do it how you want to do it and have fun. Have at it. Yep. Faith and careers. Encouraging expressions of faith at work. Yeah. Well, why are you going? Yeah. That's always a fun one. Why? When faith at work comes up. Especially when nobody agrees. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. But like one of the guys I work best with at work, very, very, very devoted Muslim. Mm. Good guy. Yeah. So it definitely some conversations and some interesting conversations. Because last week we talked about time travel. <laughs> Solid. Uh, see, now talk about faith and vocation. In other words, connecting the two together, not just saying you have a job and you have your faith, but how do they work together? Mm-hmm. Help the man establish, I'm, I'm, I'm adding notes here to this, but help a guy establish how those two work together so that way they don't seem as separate but interjoined and connected. Okay? Yeah. Talking about risk and adventure. Uh, he goes, you can do this in a couple ways. Speaking from the Bible, you know, 
you know, show some of those risks and adventures from the Bible, essentially. Talks by men, such as other men's are lay leaders, council members, deacons, whatever the leadership of your church structure may be, have them talk because other men may be able to resonate with them. And then set church activities in the context of living. You know, and he says, Ephesians 4 teaches that the rationale for the church is not for itself, but to develop saints to go out and live as Christ in the world. So he's like, these are some things you can do to potentially help men stay, stay more connected. It, notice, you know what it's not doing? You're not sitting there and singing, Jesus is my boyfriend music. Not yet. We so, gotta compromise. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, so that's interesting. And like like I said, the singlefriendlychurch.com, they're focused mostly in the UK, where they say that 40% of UK adults are single, and that wow. half of all single people are aged over 37.5 years of age. Whoa. So, you know, they have quite a large population that maybe is single without a family yeah and then they're going to be male and then they might have trouble connecting in with their church that they're going to it is sad man that's crazy thing man guys should have great odds with the with the women yeah you would think you, but, they'd, yeah, you would but think. they'd have to go yes that they would that, have that's the problem well, there's there's incentive to go. If you want a relationship, go to church. <laughs> Is that Aaron's official advice? No. <laughs> no, don't be trying to hook up with the Christian girl if you ain't one yourself. Well, I would say date, not hook up, because hook up has connotations. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Correct. No. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> hookup has certain connotations that maybe yeah it's want. not I guess yeah it's normally not a good thing <laughs> don't be trying to get together with a good old church girl if you ain't one mm. well if you're not a never, you know what yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I can't give advice <laughs> this is the anti-advice corner with Aaron Johnson yeah. Don't listen to me. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else that you could think of why men may not attend church? Oh, I mean, it's boring. It's boring? <sighs> you can, you know, you can go fishing on a good Sunday morning if it's a day off instead of going getting talked to and potentially feeling conviction if you're doing something wrong, because I don't want to feel that all the time. <laughs> I was like, another thing I heard was that someone was saying, he's like, I don't want to get up on a Sunday, go to church. And it, like, he has nothing wrong with going to church, right? Mm -hmm. He's like, but what I don't like is going to church. And then it being a 45 minute lecture on men, this is what you're doing wrong. And then the next week it's women. This is all the stuff that you were doing because you were all so good and da da da. Really? Oh, I've thankfully I've never heard that yet. They, I've heard the both, you know, both sides of it. But mm -hmm. especially if you're hearing like, oh men, this is what you're doing wrong. This is how you need to leave your family. This is how you're leading your family wrong. Blah blah blah. It's like, 
You're just being kind is of. Is that even like church stuff? Like, beaten, come on. Beaten down. Well, and there's stuff in the Bible about how men should lead their family that. Oh, correct. But you, what you're hearing is a lot of, you know, you go to church and not all the time. And thankfully I haven't seen this often, but we're like, it's like, guys, okay, we're going to be truthful about this. And it's like, you feel like you're being beat down. You leave the surface yeah. a little beat down. It hasn't happened often when I've, where I've gone, been going to, but I've heard from other guys that I know that that sometimes is the case where they go, where they feel like they are like being beat down, like, Hey guys. You know. Well, then maybe there's something that's going on that you need to address young man. I mean, I mean, there's all right. There's plenty of reasons why not to go to church. So they're not good reasons. <laughs> so boring. I can see that, especially if you're not from a church culture, it can seem right. particularly boring. Anything else that you can think of, Johnson? I mean, if you just you, just thinking from your own experiences at times when you've gone like, I don't want to go. Oh man. Uh, well, to. Well, I guess I already said that in the whole boring thing, but well, I mean, to avoid feeling conviction. Okay. Especially after doing something wrong. Um, what else is there? I mean, it gets exhausting sometimes. Like always being on the worship team all the time. Yeah. Never I, getting a break as I far get, as that goes. I get that. Um, and so far. This is weird. Maybe it's probably just because it is like with the whole merge and stuff. Like I've been getting generally so far, I've been getting there pretty early just to help start setting up just so practice can go a little smoother. I've been a little bit later than normal the past couple of weeks, but I'm still trying to get there pretty early so I can one, either just quick go over stuff again for the music and then also just start setting up. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> then there's, I mean, for some people, I mean, you just start to I love sin more than you love going to church. Okay. There's another one. I mean, yeah, once you start getting a taste of a, well, either, I, who knows? I mean. If you're someone that was always, well, well, wasn't growing up in a Christian household, maybe you give the church thing a try for a while, but then you're just like, eh, yeah, no. I liked doing my own thing more still. Okay. Anything, anything else? If not, then you can say no. Nah. I got one final question for you. Do it. Because I haven't an answered, I have to give it <laughs> on this oh. one. No, no, no. This was entertaining. Just for the guy who's looking for his bow. What's a bow? A boo? A boo, a bow. A bay? A bay. They're all the same. It's the thing, essentially. Um, because my aunt, while she was in her hospice, she's like, do you know what the ultimate valentine's day date is i was like no what oh, is it geez. and she told me what it is her in her mind that is she said needs to be universal for everyone so mr johnson for a guy who's looking for his boo his bow his bay <laughs> what is the ultimate valentine's day get, uh date that they should do according to my aunt according to what did your aunt say 
<laughs> yeah. I don't know what your hand said. Okay, um, what is it according to Aaron? I don't know. I've never had one of those. <laughs> Goodness. That's going to, it's subjective, okay? It's going to be different for everybody. According to my aunt, it's universal for everyone, so. Oh. Uh, I want to see if, how close your answer is uh, to hers. Valentine's Day? Yeah. So you get her her favorite flowers. Okay. And I don't know. I mean, girls always seem to like chocolate. Okay. Uh, go somewhere nice for dinner. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You only got one part of my of what? flowers. Nope. Dinner. No. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> the so, least important part. <laughs> according to my, <laughs> to aunt, according to my aunt, her wisdom that she passed on for all. And now you all can partake of this wisdom as well for you to find your own bay, boo, boo. <laughs> Bay-boo-boo, bay-boo-boo. <laughs> I yep. like it. <laughs> uh, for you, find your own bay-boo-boo for Valentine's Day. What you do is you get her a box of chocolates, champagne, okay. and you watch the movie Casablanca. <laughs> Casablanca? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bet. I'm in. <laughs> so apparently that's what you do if you want to boo-boo-bay. Boo-boo-bay. <laughs> yep. So that way you can be one of the married men. At church, leading a family. So that way, one of your kids stays Can, going to church even when you're not around. But also at the same time, maybe put some of these other things into practice to help your church, you know, <laughs> be able to retain men and that. And that way you can actually have a friend that you look forward to seeing there when you go to the church, not just walk in, sing boyfriend songs to Jesus, and then leave. My favorite thing to do. Your favorite thing to do is sing boyfriend songs to Jesus? Yeah. Okay. Totes. That phrase is never... <laughs> I read that phrase and I was like, I love this. It's just, Jesus is my boyfriend music. Oh, God. I think that... I mean, that's a good way to sum it up. I think that'll be the title of this episode. The title of this episode will be, <laughs> Jesus is my boyfriend music. Now we're going to have to write a Jesus is my boyfriend song. I want you to do that and have Jonah sing it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Cringy. (laughs) Yeah, because AJ and and friends isn't cringy. Oh, it is. No, absolutely. It adds to it. It's terrible. (laughs) Yep. I hate it already. When you walk into the room, you know we can't resist. Every bottle of perfume always ends up on the floor in a mess. In a mess. That's Jesus is my boyfriend music. Way to go, John Mark McMillan. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. And um, let Aaron know why you don't go to church if you don't. Yeah. Why don't you go? And if you do, let me know why you do. See what I did there? Associate the negative with Aaron. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll catch you next time. And next time, let's see here. Next time will be fun.
next time we'll talk about a book. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. Catch you next week when we talk about J.I. Packer's Knowing God.